the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we celebrate the Nativity of the Theotokos, and in the Traparian for this feast, uh, we have the discussion of a curse, and the annulling of a curse, and Christ bestowing a blessing after the annulment of this curse. So what is this curse? Let's say this curse has many different levels to it. First, we have uh, most, I would say, germane to this feast, is the curse of not being able to have children that Joachim and Anna, the shame that uh, Joachim feels from being rejected from offering his sacrifices in the temple, and Anna in the inability to conceive and have a child and her own woes, her own sorrow, with the, alongside the grief of Joachim. This curse, uh, and it might be strange to think about this as a curse, if you use that language, but I'd like us to think about as this theme, the themes of the feast that we heard last night in the vigil and brought out uh, just a little bit at the end of the vigil about the theme that we find within scripture and within especially Legos in the church tradition and the early church fathers and the hymnody of talking about the Theotokos as the second Eve. We go back and think of Genesis in the first few chapters, then we have to think about the curses that come uh, after the fall. We have, not only we talked a little bit about the curse that was given to the serpent, uh, and that Eve, the, the foot, uh, would crush from the seed of uh, the woman, a foot would crush the head of the serpent. Uh, but we also think about the other curses that were given uh, in the garden. Does anyone remember what some of those specific curses were? Thorns. Thorns? Well, specific, yes, thorns, but tied to toiling. toiling. The having to get, this is specifically the curse that was given to Adam, that in order to get their food, they'd have to toil. to have to get their food by the sweat of their brow. Pain in childbirth. Now, there's one level that we can read all of these curses. Very basically physical problems, right? <laughs> in the paradise, we think of... Uh, not that it was uh, fast food per se, but it was something uh, at hand. It was like the pantry was always open, right? You could always get your food. Um, but there's also, I think, maybe uh, we need to think even a, a little bit higher than that. It wasn't just uh, physical food, but they, they were able to sustain their lives through communion with God. And the world itself was a sacrament in which they drew from rightly. They knew how to take from the world without sin, to take from the world, to receive from the world, to give thanks with the world. This is also then, I think, helps us to shed light on the idea of pain in childbirth. Um, that there, it's not just uh, physical pain, but there is, for example, in barrenness, uh, the pain of not being able to have your love multiplied between a spouse and then to have children, uh, but that there is the basic pains, struggle, etc., that there is um, in the weight of having children, and all of uh, that goes together with this, all those of us 
that have children, uh, and those can even appreciate that maybe do not have children, the struggle that it is to have children. There's a reason why in the epistle it says that women will be saved through childbirth. Uh, you can take that on many different levels. Uh, the core of the curse, as it were, uh, I think actually displays a, a very basic understanding of what it means to accept the world as a gift or to reject it as a gift or to squander that gift. What happened when Adam and Eve fell, and this is how riff off of St. Maximus the Confessor here, uh, on a very low wavelength because he broadcasts on every bandwidth, uh, that the problem was in receiving of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that they misused the tree. That in their inability to uh, use the world aright, they then fell because they did not know how to use the world. The curse, uh, the pain, and the struggle of the sweat of the brow is not just physical struggle. It is all of the struggle that we have now that we have uh, entered into a world tainted with death, with alienation, with brokenness that has afflicted us since the breaking communion between Adam and Eve and God. So it's not just the physical sweat, that's part of it, but it's also all of the pressure, all of the brokenness that we encounter. This is the curse. This is our life, this side of paradise. So in the Nativity of the Theotokos, we have an annulling of the curse, not only in the physical annulment of the barrenness of Joachim and Anna, but we also have a spiritual annulment of the curse, that now we will have a way for the Son of God to come into the world through a pure virgin, who is as the fruit, the flower of Israel, will be able to be uh, the vessel which can hold our holy God. That she is the ark, that she maintains within herself all the blessings of Israel, sustained, of course, by her son, but that in the blessing that is given in the overcoming of the barrenness is also then the beginning of the joy and the blessing that is God incarnate. That God, who knew how to use the world aright, who lived a holy life within his body, his body deified throughout his life, was then able to give the right glory, the right honor, respect to the Father that was due to him, and to repair all of the rift, all of the curse, all of the sweat, all of the pain, to take it, to fill it with his presence, and to turn it into a blessing. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to